This is the Ignition Point. This is Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast where every day students at CBA are taught to problem solve, critically think, collaborate, and use their lifelong guidelines and life skills. I'm your host, Kendall Terry, and we are continuing an interview today with Pat Bradley, um, the founder of Clayton Bradley Academy, and Linda Jordan. And Linda is an international trainer, has worked with CBA from the very beginning, has worked actually with Pat on multiple school projects, uh, learning how the brain learns and how best to implement that in the classroom. Linda comes to us through the highly effective teaching model, and she's been part of that model for uh, about 30 some odd years and has been instructing in how to use that, has taught that in the classroom at all levels from preschool all the way up through college and has seen how that works. Um, in the classroom and so she comes by way of research but she also comes by way of experience so it's not just the theoretical but it's also the practical and we want to talk today about the highly effective teaching model that is the model that we use at Clayton Bradley Academy from preschool through 12th grade it recognizes what brain research says about learning and then we look at the theoretical and take it to the practical and say how do we take what we know about the brain and implement it in the classroom that impacts learning because the goal is that our students not just put something in short-term memory they put it on a test they turn that paper in and then walk out thinking that they learned something but that they take that knowledge and put it into long-term memory can retrieve that knowledge when they need it and use it appropriately that application point that we all know is is very high on the list of Bloom's taxonomy, right? Of how to know whether learning is really taking place. And that's what we want in our classrooms. We don't want students just learning and kind of regurgitating that information back and then dumping it as they're walking out the door, never to be used again. We want that learning to be impactful for the rest of their lives. So let's start with that discussion about the highly effective teaching model with Linda and just give us a little bit of an overview for people that are listening to this that maybe have never heard about the highly effective teaching model or maybe people that have heard but they've forgotten what it what it is or why we say that that's so important to what we do at cba Um, so let's just start with that give us a little bit of an overview of that model thank you kendall Uh, the highly effective teaching model has been around for more than 50 years and is a framework it is not like a a program like a basil or a textbook it is a framework that we look at education and in this framework we have three key elements and we work hard to train all of the educators and the entire staff at CBA on what it takes to be a, a highly effective educator so we look at these three elements of conceptual curriculum The conceptual curriculum is giving an address in the brain. The conceptual curriculum of the year-long themes where the elementary students and middle school students have a year-long theme that's tied to concepts. At the high school, we have concept boards. When we have a concept, the brain can retrieve that information the entire lifetime. So they look at the concept, cause and effect, systems, interdependence, and it gives an address in the brain that makes it easier to help the the students retrieve that information. So we begin with the conceptual curriculum. We look at the idea of learning strategies. 
what strategies are the best ways to get information in? What's the best way to teach? Which strategies would the student do best with higher level questioning? Would the student do best with a strategy that's going to help them keep that information? It might be body mapping where your kids have movements to the what they are learning. Uh, so we keep up with, with the latest and how the brain learns with instructional strategies. And as I've said, how the brain learns is our third piece. We think it's very important for teachers to understand what, what, are, what is the tool that the students are using, which is their brain. So we want to make sure that they're up on the latest neuroscience, which is changing very rapidly. It is one of the fastest growing fields. And so thanks to technology, we learn constantly new ways about how this brain works. It's kind of the last frontier. It's, we, we know in some cases it's, it's like space, is that we're learning constantly. How do we learn? So keeping the teachers updated on the latest research becomes very important. So we look at those three elements and we start to say, do we have a conceptual curriculum, an address to send the the information that your child is learning in the brain. Do we use the most current instructional strategies that are going to help your child retain that information? And finally, we're doing that in a way that's brain compatible. So in HET, we look at those three areas and then we break it down even more to the body-brain compatible elements. So we start to look and say, you know, is there an absence of threat? And that is the lifelong guidelines and life skills. We want to make sure that classrooms are a place uh, of, of comfort and joy and excitement. We nurture reflective thinking. We want to make sure these students become critical thinkers. In today's world of technology, I can get facts off of my watch, off of my phone. It's not important that they have memorized facts. What's important is that they have a retrieval mechanism for finding those facts, but then think critically about them. How, you know, how does this impact my world? What is the impact going to be for those around us? So we really nurture the idea that students become reflective. We know that environment makes a big difference. So as you walk on our campus, you will see with a great deal of intention, uh, there are only certain colors used. You will start to see a pattern for how classrooms are set up. You will see year-long themes or concept boards. You will see lifelong guidelines and life skills. You will see the idea of uh, the multiple intelligences. So the rooms are set up in a pattern. So once again, the brain does not have to uh, get used to the environment. The pattern is continuously the same, which then aids to their learning because they don't have all of these distractions. We believe in movement. We know that movement is just a powerful piece of learning. Your brain is a very greedy organ. It takes 28% of the blood and oxygen off the top. And what we know is as we've become just more sedentary as a society, sitting in front of screens, uh, less movement time, that does not get that blood and oxygen to the, to the, to the brain. So having the students up, body mapping, having them going for brain breaks, having them up and doing movement with intention. So body mapping where they're learning little uh, rhymes and jingles along with movements helps the brain retrieve that information. 
Another one of the body-brain compatible elements is meaningful content. The content has to be meaningful, not to the teacher, not to you, the mm. parent, not to the community. It has to be meaningful to the student. That's good. And when content is not meaningful to the student, it's as simple in neuroscience, we say, no meaning, no memory. <laughs> and so we have to make sure that the content is meaningful to the students. So then I'm going to go back to relationships. So those lifelong guidelines and life skills and that those relationships that you've built with those students allow you to take this body-brain compatible element and apply it because you've built relationships and you know what's meaningful to that student. This student likes to play soccer. This student absolutely loves dinosaurs or bugs. You can relate your content to that student and that's going to help them remember and learn that. Uh, we don't teach to the middle of the classroom, we teach to each student. So very student-centered. So having those relationships, having that meaningful content helps the teachers know how to relate that content and skills to those specific students. Collaboration is a big piece of learning. We know that the way businesses are set up, uh, we work constantly with uh, the businesses and get information from them. Uh, those, co those corporations, what do they want in future employees? And we need to collaborate. We need to know how to work together. Uh, whether it's in a Zoom environment or something that is electronic or we are in person, collaboration is very important. So you will see students learning how to collaborate and work together. That's not something we automatically know, it's something that needs to be taught. So we teach our students how to work together, how to work in partners and trios and do projects together. If you're in the world of work, that's what businesses do. Here is a research project, basically. <laughs> go, go, go figure out how to build this new car, go, how to build this new part. They have to know how to collaborate and work together. So we specifically teach those skills. I'm gonna pause just a minute. I know we haven't talked about all the body-brain compatible elements yet, and that's a, a, one of those terms that we use regularly at Clayton Bradley Academy with our teachers, um, but that's a, that term, body-brain compatible element, is something that some people listening, this is maybe the first time they've heard of that, of, of recognize that connection between the, the body and the brain and using that in a way that helps learning. And so, um, Pat, have you, you've been sitting here kind of listening to that, and you've been involved in this for years in the classroom, uh, as well as as a principal and then um, as a leader of a school here with Clayton Bradley. And uh, Linda mentioned the intentionality of when you walk on our campus, all of these things. When you were setting this school up from the very beginning, um, you know, you were having to answer questions about, you know, do you want a gym? Do you want a... Uh, a theater or do you want you know what do you want your classrooms to to look like what was some of this going through your mind because it was built on this HET model as you were building Clayton Bradley Academy it, it was not by chance that this campus looks the way it does and so when you come on our campus and people drive up and they always talk about how pretty everything is or man it just keeps going you know it seems like it's it they they see something that's really nice and they round the corner and it's like oh man I love the way that looks too all of that was with intention. And so as you were making those decisions at the very beginning, how were you taking what you know and what you were hearing of, of some of that HET model overview and, and the way the brain learns, how were you using that and making the decisions that, that created what we see today? When, when it was just a field, 
um, you had the vision to to build a school. And so what were some of those things that, that you were like, we have to have, this is crucial to what we do and, and our teachers are gonna need this down the road, even for uh, classes that we didn't even have. You, you, we didn't have students even in those classes yet, but you were already making those decisions with intention. What were some of those things that were kind of going through your mind in that? Well, one of the things that I was thinking about is what Linda was talking about in interacting with the curriculum and also looking at how students how the brain operates with students is that um, we know and she was talking about having a concept that would establish an address in the brain that students could hook information to and then you use your standards um, that you're going to what you're going to be teaching students and you create uh, kid-friendly standards uh, key points from from those standards and then you use inquiries that show how students what they know and how they inter have interacted with that standard but one of the things that we do at the very beginning when we're thinking about uh, the learning and the the concept and the um, key, key points that we want students to be able to understand is that we do what we call a being there experience which is a field study now we do that because of the, important of the importance of capturing emotion in the learning and that gives the opportunity for students to have a hands-on experience about what they're going to be learning about and it pushes that information then um, into short-term memory and hopefully moving toward long-term memory. Now yesterday we talked a lot about science standards and looking at science and what we need to teach in regard to standards and how we're going to organize that from looking from preschool all the way through 12th grade. But one of the things that we know that really enhances the learning of those science standards or other standards is when we're able to integrate uh, for example, math standards in with what they're learning in science or language arts standards in uh, with what they're learning in, in um, science and also, you know, what are they doing with reading and how can that continue to have an enhancement with student learning that just takes that learning to a deeper level. You know, it, it, when we try to have this conversation, about everything from the environment of our campus to what's happening in our classroom to what our students are learning it's hard to have that conversation independently of everything else it's hard to put it into words because it's all so connected to say you designed a campus thinking about the curriculum that was going to be taught thinking about standards that were going to be learned by students and mastered by students thinking about how the students were then going to show that learning and show that mastery. So we need things like a, a family center that we can present because kids need to be able to present and, and show the mastery of what they've learned. We need a playground at the lower school level so that kids can have a brain break and go and run and play. But we do that with intention because we know that that helps the learning then that takes place in the classroom. And so, when you start having this conversation, it's hard to put into words at times, and, and sometimes it feels like we're all over the place because that is the way the brain learns, is it is kind of all over the place, and everything matters, um, and everything is with intention. And so understanding that meaningful content, that this goes back to standards, that our teachers are not doing something in the classroom because it's a pet of theirs of, you know, well, I really like 
um, you know, elephants. And so everything in my classroom has to do with elephants. And, and you have been in those classrooms where everything had to do with something that had nothing to do then with actual the learning that was going on. What you said of, of the teaching that's taking place is meaningful to the student, not the teacher in the room. Um, that's a different uh, understanding because for years, you know, my classroom was about me and the students were coming in, but this was my classroom. They were kind of coming into my domain as opposed to when students are on our campus, this is their learning environment. And that's why we designed it the way that it's designed from everything from, like you said, the paint colors and the rugs and plants and lamps and, and oil diffusers at times. And all of that matters to the learning that's taking place, that content, which is what we're hopefully doing doing with our students so that they walk out with this understanding of the world. This has been part one of a two-part podcast where we're talking about the highly effective teaching model with Pat Bradley and Linda Jordan. And we're going to pick up this next week on our podcast. This is the Ignition Point, where every day Clayton Bradley Academy works with students to create problem solvers, critical thinkers, collaborators, and students that use our lifelong guidelines and life skills. We are so glad that you joined us today. And if you want to find out more about our school and what we do in our classrooms, you can visit us on our website at www.claytonbradleyacademy.org. We'd love to have you on the campus, show you around, let you see the magic that happens in our classrooms with our teachers using this model. Thank you for listening, and we hope that you have a wonderful day.